guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Kelly. And this is the United States of Fandom. Today we're going to talk about uh, the entire Cloverfield franchise, because surprise Super Bowl drop, uh, there's a third Cloverfield movie on Netflix. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, like I knew they were making one, but I hadn't heard anything about a release, which given this franchise isn't like super surprising, yeah. but I wasn't expecting to be like the day of. Yeah, I mean, they had pulled something similar with Time to Cloverfield Lane because no one knew a sequel or anything was happening until a trailer debuted on the Super Bowl and they were like, and it's coming out in two weeks. Yeah. Um, but this was like, and it's out now. Right. Like, <laughs> there had been, you know, I want to say J.J. Abrams had said they were working on one and there was some yeah, stuff there, out about that. There their... had been like untitled Cloverfield Project right. was like listed on uh, IMDb. Um, separately from what this actually ended up being, which we'll get into when we discuss the third film a little more. Yes. Um, because we're going to do this in order. Yeah, I, I would think so. Um, so the first movie was Cloverfield, which came out in 2008, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that is basically a kaiju film. Yes. And also a found footage, footage film. Um, is there... Something particular that you really... Um, I, I actually like this movie quite a bit. I, well, to be, I... Let me just... I'm a sucker just for the kaiju thing. Yeah, I am um, too. It's not, it's not a great movie, but it's enjoyable to me. Yeah, I have to say, like... So I rewatched all of these for this episode, obviously. I think it's better in my memory than it was no, in I don't. I don't think it particularly aged very it's well. It's not even the aging part for me. It's that the first freaking third of this movie is just like a, party. a guy carrying around a camcorder at a party and I was like, when is this gonna end? Because like in my brain I feel like that was like five minutes. Like it was like, oh they're at this party and then this thing happened. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean because there's definitely, um there are some things in this movie that I still actually find pretty funny. Like some stupid lines that I love, which yeah. I do kind of toss out to one of my favorite Buffy writers wrote this film, uh, which not, helps. It's not badly um, written. No, but it's just, it, it does take a long time that's to get going. That's my main issue with this movie, because from the found footage standpoint, now that's overdone, but it really wasn't at this point. Exactly. And I know a lot of people um, actually criticize the found footage aspect of this movie. I think... This is a good way to use found footage. Yeah, it makes like it's a it. way that makes sense. For to me, me, it works a lot better than previous ones like Blair Witch did. Um, no, I, I disagree Witch. with Blair Witch. It's not that I didn't like Blair Witch. Um, there's just just okay. We all know I over fixate on stupid things. Mm-hmm. There's logistical issues with Blair Witch that drive me crazy. Um, some of them in terms of how badly shot the found footage. Not that it's found footage, but like. The actual execution of making that movie is real shoddy. Um, but some of it is just, like, the internal logistics of how that got out then doesn't make sense. Well, it's sense. supposed to be magic. Like, witchcraft. Right. But um, this one does, because it's it's a major city. The location, the footage ends up in... Um, you know, like, you, you'd have to assume at some point someone might find this. And I also, I know there are a lot of people, I mean, there's a general criticism of found footage in general about why are you still filming? And this is actually an incident where, to me, it makes complete well, sense. Well, and he says multiple times in it. People are going to want to know what happened. People are going to want to know what happened. Which is completely true. And um, what I believe they um, kind of, why they decided to kind of go with a, uh, found footage thing, if I'm remembering from the press from when this movie first came out, mm-hmm. was um, because at the time, which I think it still might be, 
uh, that 9-11 had been the most recorded, like, event, like, in human history yeah. with p- different people and all camera phones and, mm-hmm. and all the stuff had just, you know, really started coming into yeah. play well, in think 2001. About now, yeah. everything is video. Well, even just look at, like, you know, this past week with the school shooting in Florida and how many videos we have of people in closets and, and Snapchats. that were Snapchatting, like, the whole I'm, thing. I do have to say, like, if my life is in peril, I'm not going on Snapchat. I, well, I not, just, not on Snapchat. It's something I fundamentally don't understand, I, but well, I, I totally get the yeah. need to record something that's happening to you. We've all, even not even trauma, traumatic events, but, like, we've all been, you know, like, we do it constantly. We're constantly well, like, documenting our lives. I recently in this past year was in a flight incident where we had to make an emergency landing, and mm-hmm. it was not a real great situation, and we weren't entirely sure if we were going to be landing correctly. We had to be met by the entire fire department, braced for That's impact, and all stuff. It was a fun time, and they turned the Wi-Fi on free for all of us, and I was definitely trying to contact family members, yeah. and I was, I'm not going to lie, I threw in a few tweets in there, too. Yeah. Um, uh, we've all live-tweeted stuff. So, like, yeah. I, I haven't been in, like, an emergency landing situation, but I've definitely tweeted, like, you know, my entire flight before. Like, it... It's just a natural part of people, I think. Like, we want to connect with other people. We're mm-hmm. social animals. And so, you know, even if even if you don't think you're going to make it out of a situation, you know someone might have an interest in the record of it. Because the best records we have of stuff, the best histories we have, are first person. Mm-hmm. The best example of that, I have to say, is a letter um, written about Pompeii as it's yes. exploding from across the bay. Mm-hmm. And... Like, that's something you still translate in, like, beginner Latin classes. That's why I have read it. Um, and it's such an important document to understand what actually happened. And now that we understand more about geology and stuff, people go back to that. And we've actually – it's actually helped figure out what actually happened in that event and how Pompeii being frozen the way it is or encased in volcanic ash um, and weirdly sort of preserved um, – how that process happened. And and that's because of a first-person document. So it's not ridiculous to have someone in that situation go, oh, shit, like, someone's going to want to know what happened. This is, you know, yeah, they're going to go back and look at it and say, we already know what's happening. Like, we know the overarching event, but you don't know on the ground. And and to have that kind of documentation, it's, it's really a new thing for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And especially in the circumstances here, mm-hmm. where it's a giant fuck-all monster. Right? I would be recording like, it. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Of course I'm going to record the monster. Right? Like, He threw fuck. the freaking head of the Statue of Liberty down the street. And, like, I, I would be videotaping. Like, things are exploding uh, even before they know it's a monster, like, things are exploding, are being launched all over the city, skyscrapers are falling down. Why wouldn't you be recording that? I pulled out my phone to tape a fight going down in McDonald's, yeah. for Christ's sake. Well, like, I mean, those are fascinating. No, they so. are. Um, of course I'm going to do, like, a 50-foot monster. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, a re- the, and the other, uh, other another main criticism that comes from this movie that I feel is, um, at least for me, it, it's not. I mean, it it comes down to personal taste, but to me, it's not really that. 
um, is that you don't explain the monster, and that's actually a thing that I like about. This I like movie. it too. Well, one, it's found footage, so they wouldn't. They, they wouldn't not... know. You're not in a situation to exactly. know. Exactly. And I feel like the um, this monster has attacked a city. We've got to go fight it. Thing is way overdone. Uh, it's kind of every kaiju movie. Even even as much as I adore it, Pacific Rim is kind of that way. Obviously, it's a much larger, grander scale than mm. most other ones, but it's still the basic formula. Giant monster shows up, wrecks cities, you fight it. That's how these movies go. And even this one has that in it. But because of the perspective shift and the narrowing of scope of knowledge, it makes it something unique. And I just really enjoy that about this movie. Is it executed perfectly? No. Does it have some major story problems? Yes. yes. Um, but- like Marlene getting bit and then she just magically dies and the army lets them go like there's, so, there's <laughs> like, a lot of like hand wavy stuff in the middle of this movie no it is but it's, it's a thing where it's, it's kind of like i can live with it like it doesn't yeah i guess my main issue with this movie other than the stupid party lasting nine thousand years is it really falls in that genre of white boys damsel in distress needs kind of take over everyone else's well-being yeah like you lose multiple people in this insane quest quest for no reason like there's no reason they should have been in that situation at all when there was clearly other avenues to get out of the city because pretty much everyone else seemed to manage it yeah you know so on that end it kind of fails for me but this was also i feel like right at that edge of people really recognizing that that was a problem in movies no we're still dealing with that Mm -hmm. but uh yeah that's that's my main issue in the first cloverfield movie also i seem to always remember the the uh invading monsters design differently no i don't know why the design is something that always stood with me and i actually it's i love the design of this creature I do too, but I feel like the end, it may be that they had actually mo- badly modeled it early in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because when you're seeing the original, like, the scale shots and or... stuff, not the scale, but literally, like, how it walks and stuff, it feels so different from the end. I think that me. might be intentional based on a lot of things they've said about this movie. And yeah. that, um, well, number one, people always say it's an alien. It's not an alien. No, it, uh, came, the, from the it came from the ocean. Um, and it's a baby, it's and it's the just first Pacific Rim. It, it, no, it, like legit is head cannon accepted, um, and it's very disoriented. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and it's an infant. It's kind of like the whole like Bambi learning how to walk thing. So I don't think Bambi would rip the head off the Statue of Liberty and throw it. Maybe or eat people. I don't know. Maybe Bambi has some. I also want to know how it exploded skyscrapers. Like that's the one thing. Like most of the time, I'm like whatever, it's destroying stuff. But like literally, they show like. Shit launching across the city on fire. Well, see, some of and, uh, that... the Chrysler building exploding and collapsing. I don't what? know if all of that is on the monster or some of that is the military attempted retaliation and them accidentally taking yeah, out. Yeah, that was too quick for no, the military. Well, that's the thing, too. Yeah, the military got there real fast. Yeah, like crazy fast. Which makes you think they had to have known something yeah. was going to happen. There is a hard time in this movie trying to understand what how much time is passing um partly because they're underground for part of it but there's just it's not it seems to take longer than the time of the movie but you have no way to track how long that time is yeah and even though some of it doesn't cut like it, you know it's not like the 
the interjected scenes with Beth and Fuckboy, whatever his <laughs> name is. God, I can't remember his name. I hate him, though. Um, Rob? That, right? that sounds right. Maybe. It sounds like a, an appropriate name. We're going to call him Rob. Um, was that his brother who died? Say, I I do know that one of them, either him or the brother that died, uh-huh. one of them is was, like, relatively local. Yeah. Because uh, I worked at the theater when we screened this, <laughs> and his entire family came out yeah. and went batshit crazy, well, like, yeah. when, like, his name came up. I hope of, like, he wasn't the one who died. I don't, I honestly It's not the remember. actor, like, really. They, it's just how he's written. No, no, no. Problem um, but I just know that I remember that, and uh, I remember working this movie was a fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah. Um, We uh, received an email beforehand um, I think it actually was from someone like at Paramount, because I think this is a Paramount movie. Um, and they're like, just a heads up, guys, you may want to, uh, if you're, when you're doing your order for your, this week for your supplies, you may want to order extra vomit cleanup kits because we had a problem in <gasps> test screenings. <laughs> <laughs> at least they warned um, you. Um, <laughs> and we, we ordered extra ones and it was definitely an issue, um, which is weird because I actually do get motion sick and I didn't get it at all neither. from this. I, I saw this in theaters and I didn't. Yeah, I saw it in theaters and I was fine. Uh, we also, so we ended up having to put up two disclaimers. Um, number one, we put up that one about like, if you have motion sickness, you may not want to see this movie, um, which was one that was recommended to us by our, the company that owned our theater. And then we ended up having to put a second one because the amount of people coming out uh, about halfway through losing their shit, flipping mad about this movie. Why? Um, so this just came out in 2008. Right. Which is seven years after the fact. Yeah. But they're like, with the whole New York... Like, it's too soon. Yeah. They're like, this is too close to 9-11, even though it's big monster. It was New York, but so it, Spider-Man erasing the Twin Towers from the movie the year it came out wasn't. I know, so we had to have a second disclaimer. We had two signs taped like on, and it was takes like you know, place in New York City, guys. You may be motion sick, or a movie contains. It was like nine eleven imagery or something it's not like even that. Nine eleven imagery. No, it's not. But we had to tell people before they bought tickets because they were coming out and literally losing their shit, screaming at people about it. Um. But the main problem was the vomiting, which was real bad. Yeah, that sounds gross. Um, and I, I've managed theater for seven years. This is the the movie that had the most issues yeah. with puking. Were you there when Blair Witch came through? Nah, that I was fourteen, so no. Oh yeah, I predated you. <laughs> well, I don't. You could have been a part time job. No, um, no, this, that came out I think in like ninety nine. So that was before I was. I started the theater in two thousand three. Uh. Um, but. I know, I know no one was, I know people were sad that there were a lot of people that got sick during Blair Witch. I saw it at a midnight pack show, fold out, no one in the theater was ill. I saw lots of people were sick in my viewing of Blair Witch. Yeah? Yeah. So the thing that got me sick was like, uh, I think we talked about before, uh, Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> my sister got sick during... An Avatar. Um, the second Captain America movie. <laughs> that's, that's such a random, like... Like, she can't handle, like, any shakiness, and so, like, the Winter Soldier fight scenes, because mm-hmm. they were so, like, loosely shot, like, See, to me, it was, it's it. not, like, camera motion is okay, it's, um, it's, like, the over-bombardment with, like, flashy CG that kind of sometimes is, like, nope, I can't, yeah. no, it's just, I don't know. I, like, literally can't focus if there's too much flashy CG, like, there's an entire scene... Or like segment in uh I wanna say it's the second Hobbit movie that like I couldn't tell you what happened in it. Or like half the Transformers movies. I literally cannot 
track what's happening on screen because it's like you did not track an eyeline in this action sequence and I cannot follow it. I had that problem in the first Hobbit movie when we went and saw it with that high frame rate. Oh yeah. Because I was like I it was way too <laughs> it was way too much happening in the high frame rate version. I did not see any of the other ones in high frame rate. No, it was just a bombardment like, on my cool senses. Cool technology and I was like nope, 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 no, this no, is no, bad. no, no, like no. Um I know there is I think it's on Vimeo. I don't know what you have to search to get it. But somebody ran a stabilizer through Cloverfield. So if you do have a motion sickness, there is a version of this movie you can watch where it is completely like fixated. Someone the time. did that to Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So I, I have to say, uh, so parts of this didn't age well, but I think if you take into account technology changes in the last 10 years, it really, ha- I mean... I don't feel like anything about it has well, see, fundamentally altered how people are. No, I don't think, um, like, for me, this thing's about not aging well, too. It's just some, I don't know, some story tropes are just a little played out and old to me. Yeah, but, but they, I don't they feel like that's the fault of the movie. No, it's not. And they weren't really at the time. Like the found footage thing. It, this wasn't. Exactly. It predates it. So it's not. Yeah. It's just not as exciting to me yeah. now. And as I mean, it it, it's not like it was a trailblazer in found footage. No, not at all. In this style, it was. There wasn't a lot of action movies that were found footage. Yeah, and I mean, this the this actually even, what really kicked off this, right, the big wave of found footage stuff mm-hmm. was something after this, which was Paranormal Activity. Yes. Is when we got the oversaturation. Uh, so this still even predates paranormal that. Paranormal Activity isn't even good. No, it's not. It's <laughs> we'll maybe revisit that at another point in time. What was the one we went and saw at the Oh, at the, the one I fell theater. asleep? Yeah. <laughs> We were both really hungover, and we tried to watch... Was it the fourth one? I third think, one? I think it was the fourth one. I don't think I'd even seen, like, two and three at that point. And I was just like, I'm too hungover from Kraken. <laughs> that was uh, that we, weekend. That was, was that was like, probably the worst hangover I ever had <laughs> in my life. Hey, friends, don't drink a lot of Kraken rum. Don't drink a whole bottle of Kraken rum. Ah. <laughs> uh, is really what I would. <laughs> I agree. I, so we were at a convention. And I literally spent most of Sunday laying on a couch out in the hallway because I couldn't stand sitting up. No, it was bad. And like the next day, like strangers were coming up to me and they were like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah. They're like, "We're surprised." I was like, Just don't make me move. They're like, "We're surprised you you got up today," <laughs> and um. I guess neither of us were real obnoxious drunks because if somebody told me they're like, it was amazing. You performed a bunch of magic. <laughs> um, I guess when I get drunk, my go-to is to pull out every magic trick I know, which I used to do a lot of babysitting. So yeah. considerably, I, I know a decent amount of magic. Um, and I was just like, hey, guys, want to see a magic show? And just perform for people. We're real friendly drunks. Guys. We are. Uh, I befriended people that I actively hate. Yeah, I remember that. So you're like, I made friends with Hat Girl? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you gave her some fries. Oh, God, and... it was like, it was like Ugly Loki all over. Oh, we won't talk about Ugly Loki. <laughs> uh, he knows, Kelly, he knows. He does. Well, you just kept saying it so loudly. Well, um, but he makes he... a better Winter Soldier. He does. He had nice shiny pants as Loki, though. <laughs> that was what kept attracting me when I was drunk. I was like, oh, my God, I love Ugly Loki's pants. <laughs> No, and you're like, that's not ugly, Loki. Where's his hat? 
And I'm like, stop Guys, I'm yelling. the best drunk. Stop yelling ugly Loki. It's, it's not yelling at Mounties in Canada. It's fine. There's mm-hmm. one guy. He can't arrest me. No. I don't know. Maybe he's a cop. I have doubts. I don't know. Not um, an on-duty cop. So is that all we have to say about the first Cloverfield? <laughs> I mean, unless you want to get into, like, plot details. No, I, I mean, there's not particularly. much plot. I can't even remember Fuckboy's name, so... Fuckboy. I literally watched this two days ago. I can't tell you anybody's name in this. Okay, so the guy who has the camera, though, he's... TJ Miller. He's the asshole from... What is that HBO show? Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, who got, like, kicked out of the show, right? Okay, I just... Like, I vaguely recognized him, and I was like, hey, Well, you also, you don't really, you see him, like, once when he's initially handed the camera in the beginning, and then he's just kind of your POV guy. But, like, I vaguely recognize his face, and that doesn't happen very often for me, so I wanted to make sure I was right. Which, he's actually my favorite character in this movie. Me too. <laughs> and you never, like, see him, but his I commentary know. is on fucking it point. Is. It my, really my is. My favorite thing. <laughs> Rob, 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 what are you doing? My two favorite parts, um are when they're in the tunnel, and he's just like, but man, if, like, a flaming homeless guy on fire just came up right now, I'd lose my shit. That <laughs> felt like um, a real-life conversation it was, No, it did. Me. And then um, when they go rescue the girl, and they're like, what is that? He's like, a horrible thing. And then they're attacked by, like, the little bug things, and it's like, what's that? Something else. Also horrible. Like, <laughs> I love when they're in the tunnel, and they're like, there's night vision mode, there's night vision mode. And he goes and turns in, and he's like, just run! <laughs> It's so good. Um, so do we want to reserve all Wine or Wank for the end, or should I go into... I think we can just do it at the at end. At the end? Okay. Yeah. Because I, I feel like there's these things start connecting. Yeah. And um, but there's a lot we, to we crack did, open I, here. We will have Wine or Wank for the entire series yes. after the episode. <laughs> Hopefully this isn't our longest episode ever. It, well, there's um, no way it'll be the trailer one. Yeah. So then the second movie came out. This is actually my favorite of this franchise. Eight years franchise. later. Unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Dropped. Announced a month before it dropped, and that's 10 Gloverfield Lane. This is definitely the best. This is the peak movie of this franchise. I'm going to call it now, because I also know what the fourth movie's going to be, Yeah, and this is the best one. Um, This movie did something... <sighs> okay, so this movie was not originally... The original script, it was not written as a Cloverfield film. Yes, obviously. Um, but... <laughs> It was rewritten in the, like, before they went to right. production, they kind of retailored it to fit into I the mean, world. you can tell. Um, well, but no, but we'll get to that with the, with the <laughs> next one. But no, actually, there's a very, I love the ending No, I love the ending, but you can, you can definitely tell that the first part of this movie was written as a contained film. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as soon as she gets out of the bunker, it's a different movie. Right. And I enjoy it. But it's definitely not. That's kind of, I mean, oh, God, I don't want to say it's the thing that makes it work, because, like, literally everything in this movie works for me. Mm-hmm. I love all of it so much. But one of my favorite aspects of it is she's right about John Goodman's character, but he's also right about what's going on. And it's like, yeah, he was a monster, but he wasn't fucking wrong. Yeah, no, and I appreciate that, too. I, I love that. Yeah, I do, too. I'm just saying, like, you... It, I don't know if it's necessarily something you would pick up on watching this movie and not knowing that it was adapted to be in the Cloverfield franchise. But once you're told that, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. Because it's just, it's just slightly different. I really love it. I am I'm a contained, this, more this, this alien-loving person. This is exactly so. this whole... 
very contained, very psychological. Yes. And I will say, until you get to the final little bit, the very end, real world horror is yeah. completely my jam. Yeah. Like, this hits every button for me. Yeah, it's like why the Alien franchise works. The first Alien movie out of the Alien franchise, I should say, is because it's exactly this kind of movie. And it takes even the more fantastic elements of what's happening and makes them feel much more immediate and real. Because you're, like, trapped in this, like, the the bone-melting acid. Like, that's a little, like, uh But it works in this setting mm-hmm. because it, it turns this whole contained space where you can see and touch every single thing into it, and the horror is really you and and the people in there and not knowing and and really the the alien experience of dealing with a stranger and it's just i love that kind of stuff it it's great um i i i don't even like i can't even think of something i don't like about this I, movie. I can't either like the, I can tell you the thing I don't like is that John Goodman got no recognition for how amazing he Agreed. is in this role. He is phenomenal. I can't think of someone who could have done this role as well as he No, and, and I will, like, straight out say, John Goodman is a fucking national treasure. And I will fight somebody who yeah. thinks otherwise. This movie made me terrified of him. Which is not like something so that I thought <laughs> that whenever... Like, you know, he's Sully from Monsters, Inc. Yeah, like, but, like, even when he plays an asshole, like, in Atomic Blonde... Yeah. Uh, there's still something, like, fundamentally likable about him. Yeah, I mean, when he's, you know, a dick in Revenge of the Nerds, like, it's still like, eh, he's John Goodman. Yeah, it's John Goodman, it's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but, no, but you know. But, but I think that also worked in this role. I don't know that someone who came off as less affable than he does really would have been believable. And, and how you have to take that turn from, you know... Yeah, it's a, it's a little creepy, but he's the father figure to, oh, he's a, like psychotic kidnapper who's like mentally unwell about. And the the great thing about this movie is too, is you can watch it with one like it works on different layers. Yeah. Um, like until you get to the turning point, like when you realize that you know he is this, you could watch it. One way thinking the whole time he's this killer. Mm-hmm. You can watch the other time thing like he's just this poor crazy guy that was right. And, and was every being nice. and every action works on right. either level. Well, and even how they go from like she's like, no, he's the one who hit me, and then that flips to, I didn't I mean, mean to. to I found out this was happening. It was an accident. I just grabbed you with me. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't. E- I didn't even have time to do anything. I'm really sorry about it. And that's really a bonding moment for them and you start to feel like okay well maybe we're safe here maybe this is okay and then <laughs> it's just like no no yeah and even when he's talking about his daughter Megan and uh, when you find out this picture is actually not his daughter yeah. it's this girl that he had kidnapped and fucking killed but just the whole you know I really miss her and her mom took her and she always yeah. loved Paris and like it's also a like a bonding thing. Right. He's like, this is my daughter and I miss yeah. her so much and she's probably dead now. And like, it's... yeah. But you can also tell, like, there's such good hints throughout this movie mm-hmm. that there's no. something wrong, but they're exactly. so easy to play off. And like, how we, that whole dinner scene with the three of them. Where, where when she just like slowly like I don't like like I can't see what I'm doing but when yeah. they reach over and like kind of just like touch that little and he loses his shit yeah and it, it it's like but you don't really know at that point in time if it's John Goodman or if it's the other guy 
Like, because you know they already knew each other and there's a relationship there. Like, it is possible he knows something about this guy who helped him build this bunker that makes like, d- him feel he's unsafe. Exactly. And he's reluctant to have him in there for a reason. Like, you just don't know. And that there's so many different elements of that here and so many layers to it. And it, it just really, really pulls it off well. This movie definitely, when I saw it in theaters, I was on the literally on the edge of my seat for yeah. almost all of it. Yeah. Um, because then like you kind of get lured into the sense of security, and then like she finds like the nails and like the earring and right. like the scratching and the blood, and then he's just talking to them and he shoots the one guy in the face. I and then just not like, expect it came that out of at nowhere. all. And then it's just like now we're having ice cream. Yeah. Um. Get, like sorry you had to see that. Yeah. And even, like, you don't want to be in here for me disposing of it, like... Well, just the whole... The one scene, too, that sticks out to me that's so fucking creepy, and it's, like, when they're playing the charades, and he's, like, you know, trying to say little woman, he's, like, she's a a, a princess. Yeah. A a little lady. You can't can't think of her as a a woman. woman. It's always a girl. And it's so telling as a character, and, like, oh... This movie is so well written. It is. Though I do feel like that's something, that's another thing, though, that can be just literally taken as, there's a lot of guys that way, though, who don't ever seem to be able to refer to women as women. And it could also, and it's a thing, too, if you were looking at it from the perspective, it could just be, he sees her as his daughter now. Right, right. And, like, my daughter's a little girl. Yeah, there's so many ways to view, like, every scene, pretty much up until he shoots the other guy whose name I can't remember. Yeah. I like him, though. But there's a lot of even... Um, great setup and stuff and payoff yeah. later. Um, when he's showing her about like, oh, here I'll make the string cold and it's an army trick, you know, and you can yeah. use the lock, and then that's how she breaks off the lock to get out. And it's very yeah. There's a there's a lot of good stuff going on here, and I just I really love this movie. I do too, and I also enjoy a lot of times in these contained kind of spaces. Either you don't ever see them outside of that environment, like like it'll end like right when you find out they've left, like escaped, or it'll like time jump, or and and they'll be like, oh fine, or you know whatever it is. The fact that this immediately followed it up with more horror, I think, also really helped it work, um, and that it was just something like you were saying where it's so like you. You get to the point in that movie where you don't believe anything John Goodman's character says because he's clearly this psychotic, unwell person. And then it turns out he's right there's an alien invasion of all fucking things. Like, that turn really just makes the whole thing truly work, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think so, too. And it's it's baffling. I mean, I guess not totally baffling. Um, but that seems to be one of the biggest complaints from people as to why this movie doesn't work. Really? Yeah. And it's... Uh, like that, that that twist is it for me. Yeah. Well, I guess if you're not, I guess if you're not a sci-fi fan, I, I could see why it'd be jarring. Yeah. Um, but I like the fact that it makes it real, and like you kind of get, and you just get that moment like where she's even like, "Come the fuck on," and right. I I love it. And you do have to realize there's something going on. Like the woman shows up, that's his neighbor, and tries to get in. And dies in front of their door. So, like, clearly there is something happening. Well, but even before then, like, when they showed, like, the pigs and everything, and she's like, well, he could have set that up. Right. And then just saying, like, I don't know, maybe he set up the neighbor. Right, but then the guy says, no, I broke in. Like, I had to convince him to let me in. So you're like, there's something happening. And then the neighbor shows up, and you're like, 
okay, there's definitely something fucking happening out there. Well, but even then, you could interpret it at some point where, did he really have to break in, or is he just saying that to make her... Right. Like, it... Yeah, it just... yeah, there's so many layers to it. But I, I just like that they breadcrumb throughout that, like, there's mm-hmm. actually something serious happening out there. And this is a place that's in the middle of nowhere. You wouldn't expect to have... If there is an invasion of anything, you wouldn't expect it to impact there. Right. Even if it's nuclear fallout, like, it'd have to be in a certain path in order to be hit. Because the big cities are going to be hit first. Mm-hmm. Um, and was Louisiana? Is that right? Yeah. So, trust me, I've been through Louisiana. There's nothing in Louisiana that would be a target. So, it adds this whole other level where you're like, I don't... Like, what What could it possibly be? And then to have it be fucking aliens is just like... Holy shit. I love, I also love at the end when she's running towards the house because it looks like there's lights on and it's the ship. Like, it's, yes. it's a little bit of a cliche moment. But it's, so, I but don't I know, enjoyed it's, it. it's very satisfying to me. And I also, I do, I love a very strong, smart, capable final girl. Yes. Which is what you get in this film. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not usually big on the final girl thing. I think it's a way overplayed trope. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, not the, it's a woman necessarily, but, like, the lone survivor and the trials they have to go through kind of stuff is just kind of overplayed for me. But this doesn't even feel like that kind of movie. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. So. I just I just really love this film. No, it's... It's it's, it's really well acted. Um, What is the main woman in it from? Um, I recognize her. Scott Pilgrim. She's Ramona yes, Flowers. Yes. Yes. She's in something else, though, isn't she? Uh, Final Destination 3. No. Not that one. Uh, the most recent More season recent. of Fargo. Maybe that's it. I bet you that's it. Because so, now she's banging you and McGregor. Yep. Fargo, man, that's a wild ride. Um, nothing like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've I, actually never watched the show. Oh, I got into it because Martin Freeman was in the first season. And that was before he was in fucking everything. And now I can't really stand him and stuff. It's just going to work well. So you're going to go see him in a movie tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not my most in- So we're recording this early, obviously. But, um, yeah, he's in Black Panther. And I was like, ugh, really? Like, I completely forgot he was in uh, Civil, Civil War. War until I rewatched it. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> he has a character poster for Black Panther, which I think is kind of fucked up. Yeah. But whatever. Um, yeah, so I have to... Because we're talking about these three movies as a, well, a trilogy of sorts, even though they're going to be more movies, or at least one more. Um, I mean, they do, the three do fall in separate genres and everything, right. too, which is the, interesting. It's a very interesting take on it, and through these two movies, there's really no connecting, connecting thread. thread, and that's basically what the third movie, I feel like, exists for. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I don't think it does it very well, which is I what we're getting either. into. Now, see, this is the difference between... So, they bought the script for 10 Cloverfield Lane. Right. Uh, which is, I think, just called The Seller or something at, like, that point. And they're like, this script is great. Let's kind of retailer it to be in the Cloverfield universe. I wish that's what they kept doing. Right. But with this one, J.J. Abrams found a movie that was literally in the middle of its production. And was like, hey, let's make this a Cloverfield movie, even during mid-filming. J.J. Abrams makes questionable life choices. And um, the... Plot to what this movie was originally, because it was originally called The God Particle. Right. Um, and the, a real fucked up explanation of the Higgs boson, let me tell you. But the original... Don't pay any assigns. The original storyline of the movie sounds more interesting yeah. than 
what the Cloverfield thing turned it into. Yeah. Um, and they wrote, like, on the fly. You uh, can tell. A whole, yeah, you can tell the, the stuff that they wrote, the on-earth stuff with um, the husband of Hugo and Batha Ra, whose, whose character name I don't even fucking remember. I actually <laughs> pulled up the IMDb page ahead of time. Okay, because I only because know. I knew we were going to fuck this up. I only know actors' names so, in this film. Oh, Hamilton. God, I should remember that. Yeah, so, is Gugu's character's name Keel? Is that right? K-I-E-L? David Uyuelo? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know these characters' names. They're real. Okay. Hamilton, Keel, Schmidt, Monk, Mundy, Volkov, Tam, Jensen, Michael, Molly. It's, it's bad. Um, but all the stuff with Hamilton's family yeah. was all written and shot after the fact. Yeah, you kind can of, tell. And you can tell. It just, it feels like it's from a completely different yeah. movie, which it is. I did think it was, those were well acted. No, I like the actors the, in this movie. I love, I actually, this was a part of the thing too, when this was the God Particle. Right. Um, I was very excited for this movie yeah. because I like the people in it. Right. Um, and even when it was announced that, oh, by the way, this is Cloverfield, like, I was super hyped for a minute. Right, but you were also um, probably thinking, like, it was written for Cloverfield. Right, which it wasn't. Yeah. And this is a disaster. Yeah, it's... So, Hamilton's I mean, really good. I really, I really like her in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't even say it's badly directed. No, and it's... It's just a cliche mess. Well, this is the thing, too. Um, I won't even say that I... As much as it's a cliche mess and it's, uh, for being part of the series, I guess it's a disaster. I mean, just as a, it exists. Like, I don't actively, like, hate this movie. I mean, there's, there's good no. things in it. It's just, it's so, it's so predictable. It and is. I've seen this movie I a million definitely times. definitely did not pay super close attention to this movie. Because, like, I watched it when it aired after the Super Bowl. And it just was kind of boring. It's just, no, it's just a very generic space film. Oh yeah. Um well, everybody's talking about all these different movies that it reminds them of, which is true because it is every single one of those copies movies. And, paste things. and it's using like really cliched outdated parts of other movies. Mm-hmm. Um like the instant freezing water thing, what that's not a thing, you guys. Like and the science in this is terrible. Yeah, like a lot of this um and again, there are a lot of parallels to a ton of space movies because it's so super generic. Right. Um, the big one for me that it pulls from is Event Horizon, yep. which is like we're pulling science from a movie that was made in like ninety four. This is what I'm saying. Like it's really, it's really outdated and cliche stuff. It's pulling from the the. So the main premise of this is that this group of people on a space station are trying this nuclear atom big ooh molecules experiment because they never explain anything um to try and open up the concept it i'm trying to make this work with actual science theories you guys is that essentially they're trying to bridge build an energy bridge between our universe and another universe because they're trying to solve an energy crisis right so so theoretically that would create allow you to pull energy from the other universe and have an unlimited energy supply, right? Let's not talk about what that would do to the other universe. Right. But, um, so they are messing with multiverse stuff in mm-hmm. this experiment. The guy who's all warning, like, this could go bad, is definitely not wrong. Um, though it does definitely sound, and I know exactly where they got that warning from, because when um, the LHC, the Large Hadrian Collider, opened 
um, which the entire point of that, it's the largest collider on the Earth. The entire point of it is was to find the Higgs boson. Um, and theoretically, you could generate tiny black holes when you turned it on at first. They're like, it's a very, very small, 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 minuscule chance that that could happen, but it was a real chance. And so people were having a legitimate debate over, over whether it was worth doing this experiment in this mm-hmm. glider because they were worried it was going to create a black hole and it would eat the universe, which, hey, at this point, I would be fine if that had happened. Um, <laughs> 2018's the worst. Anyway, um, so the, but the, even that's an outdated particle science thing. Like, the Higgs boson's been discovered. Like, we're way, we're way past that at this point. I mean, they're still learning things about it, but, like, gravitational waves have been discovered and there's been so many advances even in like the last like five years yeah that this feels antiquated like just even the general concepts for it other than being hand wavy science because all of that stuff i said isn't even mentioned in this movie i just am a particle physics nerd so it's it's just like let's bring a bunch of 90s cliches in with like mid-2000s fear-mongering and throw it together and also introduce a multiverse theory at the same time. It just, it's, there's no cohesion to it. And it's all already hodgepodge together stuff. So how this movie was originally supposed to be. Yes. Um, is they're up there trying to solve the energy crisis. Right. And while they're up there, uh, like nuclear war and everything wipes out basically the earth. And they're the only ones left in space. That which, would be a better movie. Which sounds like a much more interesting movie right. than what they did when they tried to brand it as Cloverfield. So were they supposed to go to another universe in that one? Um, I don't know if it was actually ever going to happen or they were trying to get to another one to just be with human life then at that point. Right. Um, but No, that would be more interesting but movie. But rewriting a movie during the middle of filming is a terrible idea. Oh, yeah, always, forever. My other issue with this movie is, like, um, so... Once they do the experiment, they get sent to another universe. We gotta. There's someone has to have a better name for that, right? In a multiverse theory, another verse. They're in Earth Just two. Drop uni. Um, <laughs> they're in Earth two, Earth Earth World War three. We can call it. Um, and in that universe, it's not clear if their arrival knocked the other space station out of orbit, which wouldn't make sense given how far away Earth is. Now, one thing that visually at least that I liked in this is yeah. when they punch through I guess to Earth Two or whatever. Right. Um and Jensen? Aisha from Guardians of the Galaxy, is that her? Is she Jensen? I don't know who Aisha from Guardians of the Galaxy Yeah. Okay. Uh when we first I'm like there's a character named Jensen. So when we first go, yeah. see her, like she's like in the wall. In the wall. Yeah. That's really fucking cool. That is cool, but it's also what I was trying to get at with this problem. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. They're acting like uh, there's an open bridge between the two worlds. It's somehow, like, fucking up physics. But none of the things that happen would happen. It's not like random particles or molecules or anything are getting rearranged. It's literally like uh, worms get put in a person or someone's in a wall, or something yeah. disappears and reappears and somewhere else. what's also And the guy's too. arm gets eaten so, by the thing and then comes crawling back out like it has a mind of its own. What the and fuck? And it knows things now. And it also, has a brain? like, the fact that she's the only one that's not on their ship, they right. have a different person. 
Like, I, shouldn't there be doubles, like, of some of them? Right, and, like, like how did she, if their, if their space station crashed, how did she end up on this space station? It's not near Earth. I don't, I don't. It's not like, here's the thing. So if the original concept was this space station shows up in the same place as the that other space stations. That makes more sense. That makes sense, and you'd have doubles and if someone wasn't there before. Like, so that's where I thought and now, this like, was originally. And, now, and, like, and that makes sense with her, like, now she's in a wall because she right. had been existing somewhere right. else and, and there wasn't a wall parts there. of things ending up in other places. Yeah, because, but, but, oh, the worms are gone. Oh, they're inside him. Right, like, but, like, that theoretically could happen if they're existing, overlapping each other, right? Yeah. Because, like, they could have been in different spots when but they again, came together. But, again, she wouldn't be the only thing. Right, right. it doesn't. But then they, you find out that that space station crashed. It takes away that. And it really does... Like, the Event Horizon comparison's a good one. In Event Horizon, they're going into a black hole. Mm-hmm. And so we don't... We honestly still have no idea what would actually happen in that instance. So you can do weirder stuff with physics and science and and reality in that situation than you can in... You showed up in another universe and you're also just in space. Yeah, the... the- the Event Horizon version of this makes more sense. Event Horizon's a great movie, by no, the way. It is. You should look it up and watch it. But lifting stuff from that movie and putting it in this setup doesn't... It's a completely different situation, right. and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, like, you know, it's not going to help me if I try to dog paddle up a mountain. Yeah. Like, it's a completely different... I, I shouldn't use swimming techniques for climbing. Right. Yeah, it's... <laughs> they have nothing... Um. Yeah. So, the... There's there's a lot of elements to this that could have worked well. And I I bet you any amount of money had they not tried to rebrand this in the, in the middle of production is what kills me. They were already yeah. filming when they decided well, here's the to thing, do like, this. Are we ever going to know what of this was originally already fucked and what was fucked up because they tried to shoehorn Cloverfield in? Probably not. And part of, part of the reason I say that is because, well, the concept you said sadly makes sense and maybe it was that the two space stations merged with each other um a lot of the fundamental parts of this that wouldn't need to be changed to make cloverfield don't make sense you know and like a lot of those are the super cliche parts the stuff that's happening with the monster i mean like kaiju invasions or alien invasions or whatever it is in this specific universe because i don't know that we found out enough to know which scenario it is um they all have their tropes and, and things that are going to happen. And there's only so much you can do with that in short glimpses. But that felt almost refreshing when you went to it. Um, I, I liked the actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when he's just on the phone trying to get a hold of the kid's parents. It's more relatable. I, I, I do and it genuinely... felt like, oh, God, thank God the insanity yeah. stopping. I like all the actors in this movie. Um, There's good performances in this movie. It's just this movie is nonsense. Yeah, so I I honestly think the script for the first movie might have been bad. I I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. And Um, then it just got fucked up more. I do do like a lot of the storyline with Hamilton. I do too. Um, I feel that's very real and her wanting to stay and see her kids. kids. But and being like, no, the other me would allow it. She would want this, and knowing that's no. fucked up. If another and me showed up right here, fuck you. No, showed up right here, and I had kids, and they wanted my kids. It's death match time, right? Like, fuck you. I know you. But I feel that's a dis- like 
all of her choices feel like actual choices that would have been made yeah. by a person. Yeah, and I, um, I she did a great job acting. Mm-hmm. I love she if it had been any other person in that role or had been the storyline for her hadn't been as good, I probably wouldn't have given up on this movie halfway through. Like it just having her as a touchstone really what is what makes this even watchable to me? Yes, no, I completely. She she's the heart of this movie. She is. She carries yeah the massive thing, right. But, but and she, there's some other really good performances, like you were saying. Um, Chris O'Dowd is really good. He's in fu- he's really he's funny. He's, he's funny and everything. He's, yeah, um, but um, I really felt like he was kind of what made the crew even bearably interesting yeah. for me. Um, I did like. Daniel Brohl's whole thing of like, look, I know your dude betrayed you, yes. but I am not that dude. Yes, but <laughs> you did kind of suspect that maybe he was that. Dude. Yeah, uh, there, there was some really good elements to this, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't work. It's it's a mess. It's yeah. a real real mess. Um, and, and it was very much, and again, because that that was a whole thing that was written specifically after the rewrite. The ending was very my ending is pasted on yay. Oh yeah. Well, and it doesn't make sense even for what's happening. Uh, well, I'm also like, how much time has passed? Is that the baby grown up now, or is that the mother? It's huge. Okay, so it's set at some distant time in the future. And it's not... Are you talking about the one that's earlier in the movie? Well, no, this is the thing. So that's that's the a huge version of the monster from the first... We don't know that. Actually. No, it's the same design. It's a huge. Version I know, of but it. we don't know that it's the same creature. It's not. They don't. It, I don't think it's supposed to be the same world. This is the thing. What fucking world okay. are we in? This is, the, this, this is what I wanted to get into. This is why this movie is important, even though it's garbage, for the entire Cloverfield series, because this movie proves that not only are the other two movies their own genres, they don't even take place on the same planet. Okay. So it's all multiple Earths. Okay. So by them doing this experiment and bridging this, they're actually the cause of all of these things happening. Doesn't that completely alter everything you know? Because now it's not Earth got invaded in 2008 and 2016 and 2000, whenever the fuck this is. It's these are three different planet Earths. And this is like, and this Cloverfield is Earth one, all of them. right? And so it actually caused all of those things to show up on those planets, and we but, don't know why. But yet. we do. We don't. So I don't think is, we'll ever know why. I say, but is for sure Cloverfield Paradox Earth like Earth three and Cloverfield Earth one? Are they two different Earths or are they the same Earth? There's I, from what I. I, I did some <laughs> extensive reading, and from what everyone's pieced together, they're different Earths. Is this I can't just, 100% guarantee is this they won't just all, that. All, all of us trying to save face from whatever, because JJ doesn't know. No, it's based on JJ Abrams saying it's a multiverse. So this is the thing that kills me, too, is, oh, because JJ Abrams said so. He didn't write or direct any single oh, one know. of these fucking but movies. But he's the overarching designer of the Cloverfield universe. I, I think it's how can we have all these things happening in the same series and it doesn't work logically that none of them would know about each other. You can't have uh, what happens in 10 Cloverfield Lane happen if there's already been a kaiju right. invasion in 2008 and you can't have what happens in this film happen if those two events also happen. Yeah. They, they cannot exist simultaneously. I, I will say this movie 
has killed all momentum I have for another Cloverfield. Yes, and it'll get worse, and I'll get to that. Um, I just want to say, like, but the reason this works, this can happen where this one event branches off into different times in different universes, mm-hmm. even though clearly, as we've been shown by the brand- breaching of, I guess it would be Earth 3 and Earth 4, um, in this film, people exist the same. It's because... It's space-time, right? So it's actually one event happening in one of these multiverses can affect Affect. not just the other Earths, but them at different times. That's that's the theory. It's really bad pseudoscience. So this this series now... All right. So I'm going to go into my world as a horror fan real quick. So the Hellraiser series, right? Right. At a certain point... I think it's after part four. Is that as Bloodline? I think so. Dimension Films started doing this thing where they had mm-hmm. all of these scripts that they had the rights to and that they had optioned and um, that they had not produced, yes. and they didn't know how to market them or how to sell them, and they just started saying, "Let's just throw some Cenobites in it," and now it's a Hellraiser film. Yep. Um, and that series went. That's not uh, the I mean, only one that's done that, but yeah, it was never a, a strong series to begin with. But it just turned it into beyond shit. And this is Pumpkinhead was that way too. And this is what Cloverfield now is. Yeah. And it's partly because it worked for the second one. Um, But again, that was. But that was a stronger script. It was a stronger script script than the first one. Um, And well, I mean, it was. And you had John Goodman. And you had John Goodman. It was written by a person who eventually went on to win one, one or two. One screen uh, Academy Award for best screenwriting. Yeah. Um, so it's it's, it's not yeah, just something that's sitting level, on a shelf. Right. And again, I can't stress the difference of something being rewritten during if pre-production. If you could get that writer back in, yeah. Uh, uh, well, he you know has now won like three Academy Awards, oh, I so know. he's not coming. I'm back. just saying it would it would it would be a different story if it was the same creative team on every film. Yeah. Which would make it have and I, a more coherent... Right. And I do like the multiverse idea. I no, like having... I, I do. It's actually something that Halloween attempted to do and people had a horrible backlash against, but I well, like that whole idea of an anthology. didn't no, no, do it well either. Well, no, but I'm saying I like the concept yeah. right, of it, right, yeah. but people tend to react badly uh, when you try something a little too different. It's weird. It's like, when yeah. you try to branch out, people are like, no, we want more of the same. Right. But when you give them more of the same, they say, they, no, we want something different. That's very true. It's real weird. Though I do feel like Halloween both jumped the shark well no like the quality well no with halloween what i'm saying is it was never supposed to be the series about michael myers it was supposed to be different things happen on the night of halloween that's why you had season of the witch yeah and people were very much like fuck this movie right bring us back michael myers and then druids got involved and it got real weird well it got weird by the second one i mean come on um but yeah no i get what you're saying um but this multiverse theory is interesting um, and you're gonna be real excited about what happens next. next. Oh, fuck. And in installment four, we already have a title mm-hmm. from a- from J.J. Abrams, I believe. It's gonna be called Overlord. And guess when it's set? What's the most cliche plot line and setting you can think of in all of cinema? In all of cinema? In all of cinema? I don't know. There's a lot. No, no. This is. This is the pretty pretty much the biggest stupidest cliche setting and storyline you could think of, at least that I can think of. Tell it's me. not genre. Okay. Well, I mean it's a little genre, but it can be used in genre, but it doesn't have to be. 
It, just go, because I'm at a I'm at a loss here. 1940s. Are we doing a fucking World War II Cloverfield movie? Because that was actually what I was thinking, and now I'm angry. <laughs> God fucking damn it. It gets better. This is no. It gets better. The supernatural forces are part of a Nazi experiment. Well, of course they are. It hit all, it hit look, all look, look. We all know Hitler had a thing for the supernatural. <laughs> Everybody read... knows it, but does it need to... God, <laughs> as I read this... Damn it! I was like, Kelly's gonna... Ah! Mine. I'm done! <laughs> Kelly literally just rage quit and walked out of the room. <laughs> I knew as soon as I read this, you were gonna lose your shit. Why? Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. I'm mad. I literally wrote, because no one has ever done anything about Nazi experiments in World War II before. Jesus Christ. I told, uh, this is why I was like, you'll, you'd be able to, to guess it. No, and I was, I was like, no, it can't be that. No, no, I'm not gonna. No, yeah. it can't be World War II. Why yeah. would it be World War II? Yeah. I know, like, Captain America generally made it work, but that's only because, like, that predated that being a trope, I feel like. No, I don't think it predated it being a trope necessarily. No, I mean like literally Captain America oh, because he was predates written. it being a I Captain America maybe about... why that's a trope. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'll forgive it in a movie because I you know, that comic book's been going on so long and that's his No, actual I didn't realize you were story. talking about like, you know, no, the literally the Captain, literal America, Captain America number one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't be like Batman's origin story is so cliche because he's the first one who had that origin story, you know? Oh, or Superman. God. Yeah, yeah. It's not gonna be. I don't. I don't know that I even want to see that movie. No. Right. I'm done. But like, it's like when someone is like, "Oh my god, I want to set you up with someone." They really like history, and you're like, "Is it World War Two history?" Because <laughs> yeah. then I'm not interested. Because it's literally like the worst. Are you setting me up with a Nazi? It's not even the Nazi thing. It's just like, it's the most boring part of that that you could be into. All of all of human history, and ninety percent of white guys are fixated on World War Two. Why? Why? Even World War One is more interesting. I think at least a lot of. American perception of why are fixated on it is because you're the good guys. They don't even understand World War II. No. <laughs> but I'm saying I think How that's where a lot of... How can we be the good of... guys when we drop two atomic bombs on two undefended cities that had be... already because, surrendered? Because we pretend that didn't happen and also Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor does not justify that shit. No, I'm not saying that it does. I'm just saying that's where... The, I think some of the fascination. Yeah, comes I feel in. like because like, they're like a lot of people. As soon as they find out what actually happened yeah. in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, are like, "Oh, that sours the whole perception and propaganda we have about World War II. Yeah, but there's this just like it's weird because I, despite it being clearly World War, right. um, it seems like people, a lot of people, seem to forget that Japan was part. And we didn't even want to be in that fucking war. No, no. Um, but most people just focus on Germany. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. it's like, no one Pacific else is Front? involved. No, what is that? Yeah. yeah. Nope. Nope. It's not a thing. It's fine. There weren't people who hid on islands that didn't find out the world ended. The world war two ended. ended for, like, 40 years. 
I, I hate World War II stories. This is honestly why I still haven't seen Dunkirk and Darkest Hour. Because I'm just, like, so done with them. And, like, they're even supposed to be, like, good ones. And I'm just, like, another World War II movie? Like, all of cinema for a long time was World War II movies. Mm-hmm. I My mean, mom it... loves old movies. I grew up watching old movies. And I'm having a hard time thinking of, like, I want to say, like, 80% of them had at least something to do with the war. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean I'm not saying there's I'm not saying there's not good cinema involving no, World War II. There is, and I, but... I'm saying this as someone who I love the fuck out of Band of Brothers. Yeah. But like And you know what? I love Dead Snow and I should be ashamed of that, but I'm not. Oh, that's the zombie Nazi movie. Zombie Nazis. Yeah. So like you know, sometimes but But this is the thing too. If you wanna all right, JJ Abrams is like part of his whole thing is he what thinks he's so on the cutting edge, and he's so innovative, and he's so fucking original, and we're gonna retread this tired shit. He's on shit. the cutting edge for 1945. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's just like, does he, what year does he think we're in? Like, I even know. with this, this is, movie is out of 1994. Had this movie come out in 1994, I would have had much different thoughts about yes. it than, well, I'm probably damn, the physics would have been now. real advanced. Yeah, right? But, like, it's... <sighs> yeah. I am a little disappointed in myself about this movie that I could actually piece together a somewhat coherent scientific explanation for the bullshit happening. Um, and, and I blame SGA. <laughs> I justify everything with physics. It's not like the the worst movie ever made. I'm not going down that path. I mean, there are people no. that like really shit on it, which it's not good. It's ser- it's service. It just it's is. Fine. It's fine. It's I mean, it's boring, but it, whatever. No, I th- yeah, I thought it was boring, but it's boring. It's cliche. Uh, the acting isn't, isn't awful. I mean, I, I liked a lot of the acting in it. Uh, the writing is real bad. The movie just falls into a realm of me. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. There's no point in this movie where I really cared what was going to happen. Yeah. No, that's, I think I was not, if I cared about anybody at all, it was Hamilton. Yeah. But even then I was like, I hope she doesn't go back to that family because that's real fucked up. Right. Even though I under I would understand if she did, but it's they real should've... fucked up. They should have had her character be on the space station and have died when the space station crashed because then that's an actual real dilemma. Yeah. Your kids are still alive and you're dead in that world. Or you can go you back go to your protect- husband where you're alive and your kids are dead. So then it's a, I can give my kids back their mom and mm-hmm. I can have my kids back even though she's a different mom. Although, and that's a lot more compelling than no, I'm just, <laughs> the thing is, my double's I, alive and she's I fine. kind of go to when I think of like multiverses and stuff like that. Have you ever seen the Treehouse of Horror episode of The Simpsons where it's the butterfly effect and he just keeps fucking up the world? Yes. I just keep picturing the one where, like, they're just sitting there and it just starts raining donuts. Uh-huh. And I don't know why that's, like, she could just go back home and, oh, it's raining and it's donuts. And I don't know why I just think of that. I think it's funny. Well, yeah, but, okay, so this isn't actually a good, it's not a paradox. No, 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 I know. Um, But I'm just saying, but even there are, so the, but the children that she's going back to, they're not her children. Right. Like, so she doesn't. It would be very interesting yeah. to see it play. But a paradox is not a multiverse issue. Is <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Par- but this is what I'm saying, though. Like, just the paradox thing is also bugging me because it's badly named. Yeah. It's not... A paradox. Right. Yeah. It's not even what's happening in in that Treehouse episode. She's not going back in time. She's no. literally just in a different universe. And so what she does there technically shouldn't have consequences on what happens at home either. You know? So it's, it's just like one of those where you're like... No, but sense. I just mean in that no, universe, they could be like completely different. Oh yeah, because they were raised different. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. if she was home at this time. Been there the whole time. Exactly. 
Um, and she wasn't die in a fire. Yeah. So it's, it's also weird that she was like sent that message and was like, "If you feel tempted to do this thing," and it's like, "What if she would have done that at the same time you did that?" That choice happened two years ago or whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know? If it's parallel times, which clearly it would have to be if the same experiment is going on on their space station at the same time. And she's ground support, right? Yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah. So, it's... I don't really know what a paradox is. I don't think they've watched a sci-fi movie since 1994. Um, it just... Yeah, it doesn't... It's incoherent. And also, I'm real mad about Overlord. <laughs> no, I am <laughs> Not too. as mad as you. <laughs> That is literally the best reaction to anything I've ever told you. I'm so mad. (laughs) Like, Overlord? Like, are you fucking kidding? (laughs) I really hope they change that name. It's real bad. I am not seeing a Cloverfield movie about Hitler. Me neither. I'm I'm not doing it. Someone can can send me a synopsis that I'll maybe read. Um... (laughs) They're going to do something. You know what's going to happen, though? They're going to cast someone I fucking love in this movie, oh, yeah. and then I'm going to have to watch it's gonna it. It's going to be Joel be... Edgerton, because you love him. No, no, I would not watch No, I'm just no, making fun of you. No, that's not He's a... going to come up in every episode now. He probably will. That's the rule. Well, now that you know who he is. I was listening to um a hockey podcast, and they Did were they talking about him. him. <laughs> do you see what I mean now, where I say I feel everybody is trying to make him happy? They're like, yeah. Now that you're aware of him, right. it's not something that you can yeah, unsee. Yeah, I don't think I can still pick him out of a lineup, but I'm aware of it now. Well, I feel he has, like, gen- something else. Red I feel spin. he has generic man face, so you may not be able to pick him out yeah. of a lineup. I'm also bad at telling people who look alike apart. You know who I still have a hard time telling apart is, and my friend makes fun of me for this real bad, is Amber Heard and Teresa Palmer? Oh no, they look exactly like. They look exactly like... the same. And... Have you seen that like Spider-Man picture where they're with Alice and Janie pointing at each other? That's no. them, right? Is it? I haven't I seen think it. So. But I, they are identical no, to no, me. No, no, no. That's um, Margot Robbie and someone. Oh God, there's too many people who look alike. But it's like I'm completely face blind. Me the too. Two of them. I... Yeah. If if anyone's too similar, I can't tell them apart. It's bad. I still sometimes, like, will have to, like, go to IMDb to see, like, which one was in which movie. Because I'm like, yeah. which one's in Warm Bodies? I don't know. They look, they have the same face. I, I couldn't tell you. I would have to look it up. That's also not a good movie. It's okay. I just disagree fundamentally with the underlying premise of, of that movie. Of fucking a zombie? Not only fucking a zombie, but, like, cognizant zombies after they died. Like, yeah. biology is a thing. It's a YA book. I know. It doesn't make it better. I think Philip makes it make more sense to me. Why Why would... I don't understand why you would want a zombie romance and be like, this is a YA book. Well, just, va- well, vampires and werewolves are played out. We gotta hop on another supernatural well, creature. And, I mean, I guess vampires are technically dead. <laughs> Speaking of supernatural creatures... Uh, I saw werewolves this, aren't, though. I saw this tweet about um, Shape of Water... Where yeah. they referred to it as Grinding Nemo. Yes, I've seen that. <laughs> and I love it. It's a good it's a good one. So do we uh, want to move on to Winer Wank? Yes. Forgot about that. Okay, I was about so... to be like, I think we're done here. <laughs> Goodbye. So the first few ones I have here, are, I have them for each film. So we're yes. going to start with the first Cloverfield. I think you should just name drop this person. We should finally call it out. Do we? Should I don't I? know, if you want to. Uh, the first one is just a, a brief we refer quote. to her like nine times. We do. Times. It's she who will not be named, the person who we 
fucking hate. Uh, and that is Amy Nicholson. You guys, she's the worst. Okay, so there's a podcast called The Canon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started listening to this podcast, and it made me so mad, all of her opinions, that I... I don't remember if I tricked you into you didn't listening. Trick me. Yeah, I was like, "This podcast is amazing. It's about movies." Just so Kelly would get and mad she'd at like, it. Start too. on this episode about let the right one in. <laughs> I forgot I did that. <laughs> I don't even listen to this podcast anymore. I rage quit it. Uh, and I listen to it. I hate listening yeah, to it. She'll and she'll send I me like tweets it. and be like, "Oh my god, Amy!" Yeah. She is the most inconsistent and consistently worst opinions I've ever heard. Um. So. Uh, when I logged in, because I, I pulled uh, reviews from Rotten Tomatoes, uh, they were all humor, humor, user, humor, user, humor reviews, user reviews, except I for, I you were trying um, to say humor. I was not. I combined user and review <laughs> into, it's amazing, humor reviews. I love humor. when brains do that stuff. Yeah, my brain and mouth, like, my brain moves too fast for yeah. the words, Do you so. know what I do when that happens, though? Mm-hmm. I mix up the middle of words. Yeah. Like, I can't even do it on purpose. Sometimes I, like, completely blank out on what things are called, like, super oh, yeah. common things. I couldn't remember coffee shop one day, and I told my boss, you know, the morning bar. Well, you're not wrong. And I couldn't remember, oh, God, now I don't, space heater. And I called it the air conditioning with warm. <laughs> not even heat. Warm. Love it. It's, it's what it is. You had I'm, such a blank overheater, you yeah, couldn't even think of the no, word heat. heat. That's amazing. Like, space heater? Yes. I don't know. Um, anyway, the Amy is actually a professional film critic. How? Somehow. I don't know. Um, I think her, I, I assume her, her parents know somebody. <laughs> um, Bribery. It's the only answer. Seriously. Um, but she popped up for Cloverfield and 10 Cloverfield Lane just on my, hey, you might like this review from this person. Fuck you, Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes know you, like, hate listen to her. So, and I, I didn't read her whole review because I did not care to, but the quote that they displayed, <laughs> um, and this is for the first Cloverfield, she gave it a rating of C-, and she goes, it's like Abrams and crew have looked into the void and thought, the only thing worse than Armageddon is if no one witnessing it is hot. What?! Um, I shouldn't be surprised. That's a very Amy. No, it is. Um, and despite the fact that I did just go on a rant about JJ. Also, there um, are objectively hot women in this movie. No, there are. And uh, so many people in a lot of these attribute everything in these films to JJ Abrams, which is weird because well, his name's on it. It is, but he's he's not the writer. He's not the director. Well, I understand. But I don't think <laughs> I don't think people in here seem to. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. So the next one is from Justine E. Okay. And it's vapid characters, dreadful camera work, enough to give me vertigo. The monster, question mark, did us all a favor by offing these ninnies. Monster gets five stars. I mean, that is a five star monster. It is. I will give you that. I don't think the... I felt the camera... I mean, it's... It's, it's just, found it's, footage. It's found footage. What are you expecting? Uh, this one is from Philip J., Overrated, derivative, and further proof that J.J. Abrahams is a charlatan. Abrahams? Who's mm-hmm. Abrahams? Uh, and again, it's it's not it's, a t- it's not derivative. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, was this like a recent one? It was, yeah. It was from last year. Oh, well then this person doesn't know what they're talking about. Uh, next one is from Stan H. It gave T.J. Miller a start in the industry. Good. POV filming, very bad. I just can't be bothered watching movies filmed like this. Uh, then we have Robert P. Made by the same people that made Blair Witch Project, everything you see comes from a handheld camera. Not no. accurate. What? 
at all. No, the Blair Witch he had nothing to do with He thinks everyone them. who does a found footage movie is the same, same person? person? Yeah. <laughs> My partner and I looked at each other when we went to the manager of the theater and demanded two free passes. Fuck you. And he knew the movie was so bad, was that bad, so we were happy. All right. I just want to... You, if you don't like a movie, that was your choice. No one in the theater forced you to go see that movie. Yeah. You can't go to a Blackhawks game and be like, they lost. Can I get my money back? Well, that would be amazing, though. I mean, it Very would. Expensive. But you can't do that. So the theater didn't make the movie. You, they didn't make you go see that. You made that choice. If you don't like it, fuck you. And a lot of theaters decision. have a policy where if you get, like, half an hour into a movie mm-hmm. and... For instance, it's found footage and it's making you sick. That's they will fine. refund you. Mm-hmm. So but, don't be a dick. But I don't like it is not a reason to get your your money back. And no. if you think it is, just wait till video because you don't um, deserve to go to a theater. The previews set on fire and you sat there for three hours and never saw the fifth Harry Potter movie is a reason, though. No, but that that's a completely different situation. No, I'm just saying there, there are some yeah. valid reasons. And then um, there are invalid reasons, which are, I watched it and didn't like it. So, but I do not recommend this movie to any sane person. That's why they say if you suffer from vertigo or suffer spasms and other <laughs> symptoms, okay. do not see this movie, all caps. And then, again, do not see this movie. Um, yeah, if you suffer spasm. from spasms. Okay. Does he mean seizures? He's got to mean epilepsy, though, right? Right. But like, I don't feel like that would trigger no, epilepsy. I mean, epilepsy it's like have... strobe lighting is a frequent trigger. It, yeah, I mean, because lots of people have lots of different triggers. That's true. That I don't think is a as someone who is epileptic. Um, I don't feel like it's a common. That's not what a common one. Photosensitivity, which is the light flashing that you're talking right, about, yeah. can it's a. It's the most one that seems to be popular. No, in popular culture. Oh, I had a friend I wouldn't nec- I mean, in high it, school who had that. No, problem. and people do have it, but I wouldn't necessarily even say it's the most common trigger. No. Um, but it's the one that everybody yeah, thinks of. Okay, so then the next one we have is from Julie G. Really disappointing moving. Unsteady filming and constant shrieking all the way through. I mean, no. the shrieking, I, I can... No idea how this movie got a reasonably good rating. I mean, if there was a 50-foot monster, I would shriek. I meant more like the the bug noises and stuff were a little a little high-pitched for me. You know? Um. Then we have Izzy C. Uh, this is in all caps, with Super no punctuation. This movie was so bad, it is a waste of time. Do not watch this. It sucks so much. Do not watch it. It is every other horror movie, and it's not original. I hate it. Okay. There was no punctuation, so no. that's how you have to say that, right? Are kaiju movies horror movies? I don't feel like um, they are. I, I think, feel like they're a weird max. I think it's like up. an action, more sci-fi yeah. thing. Yeah. I don't think this Monster is a horror movie. movie. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, yeah, this is definitely, it's it's science fiction, I would say. Right. Or or this one particularly feels, all, not even act, adventure? Almost. Yeah, action, adventure, um, science fiction, it, the, sort it's of. Not, the second one is definitively, that's a horror movie. Um, yeah, I would but say. not because of the aliens. No, not because of the aliens, <laughs> but this is... It's a horror movie that has some sci-fi in it. Uh, and the third one's trying to be hard sci-fi, but it's not good at it. Then we have a final review is from Daryl T, and it just says, stupid remake of Godzilla. Okay, I mean, I can't <laughs> I can't argue with him that basically every kaiju movie is a remake of Godzilla, because it's true. Yeah, but it's just... 
Has he ever watched a Godzilla movie, though? I, I almost want to say because it's New York, he's talking about the Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. <gasps> the worst Godzilla? The one that the one they've that's never dis- been The made. one that they have completely disowned as being Godzilla? Yeah, it's no longer a Godzilla movie. I love that. Uh, so then we have 10 Cloverfield Lane. Our first review is from Amy Nicholson, <gasps> uh, which, again, is just uh, a blurb. She gave this movie a C because she's incompetent. Um... Great publicity, dumb move. The title alone is a spoiler. Great publicity. It dropped a month. I mean, I will say this movie has a phenomenal trailer. It does. It gives, like... But I wouldn't call anything that Lily was like, hey, it's coming out in a month. Like, great publicity. But the title alone is a spoiler. It's a a sequel. Like, I mean, while it's a, a franchise, they tend to have titles to let you know it's a franchise. Franchise. They never tried to mask that this was not part of that franchise. No, and I would actually say that given you would assume it's a kaiju invading movie if it's Cloverfield, it isn't a spoiler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next one is from Jonathan A. I don't even know if the movie was good or crap. It is nothing like the original. I want to see aliens and what we're doing about them. Not the people stowed away in a boring-ass basement. Okay, first of all, if you want to see aliens, uh, there's no alien in Cloverfield. Nope. So, you're dumb. Uh, You can't have an awesome alien action movie with a great storyline followed by some soap opera. Uh, Again, Cloverfield was not an alien movie. Nope. And this was not a soap opera. No. So, next one is from First L. Um, They say, let me get this straight. She can firebomb a giant monster and blow up a spaceship in about ten minutes flat but can't defeat a fat old man in a bunker for several weeks? I'm somewhat incredulous. Like launching a Molotov cocktail is much different as someone who's actively attacking you is much different than, like, this guy maybe saved me. He right, and okay. I mean, at that point, until she again found the help scratched into the window, right? Um, she wasn't trying to actively defeat him. She thought he saved her. Yeah. They had fallen into a family routine. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, this one's just from Lindsay W. And the whole review, uh, which was a half-star review, just says, predictable at every turn. Did we watch the same movie? <laughs> don't think so. Uh, this one, this, this review is in 14 points. Oh my god. One, main character smokes all the weeds. What? Two, main character leaves ex-boyfriend. Three, Main character goes on road trip. Smokes all the weeds, which is like pulling up dandelions? Is that what he thinks? Four. Main character is hit by old man in garbage pickup truck. Five. Old man takes main character to nuclear bunker to, quote, save her life, unquote. Is he just outlining the plot as a review? Six. Main character wants to leave bunker. What? Seven. Main character makes garbage, quote, airtight, unquote, suit out of power shower curtain duct tape and bottles to escape. Eight, main character escapes and takes off, quote, gas mask, unquote, to reveal clean air. Nine, main character still facing effect of all the weeds, sees aliens or some suit and decides throwing a Molotov in its mouth will kill it. Wait, wait, you smoke weeds and it lasts for weeks? Ten, retarded Molotov idea works and main character survives 50 foot drop while in car. It's not a stupid idea. Eleven. Main character goes in other car and turns on radio to realize that there are other survivors in need in Houston, Texas. Twelve. Sign is perfectly placed to tell direction of Houston, Texas. Yeah, it's a movie. Audience remembers movie is set in Tennessee. It's not. It's not. Fourteen. Roll credits. 
It's not said in Tennessee. It's in Louisiana. It says Baton Rouge on the damn sign. Uh, next one is from SC. Hated the movie. This is for woman and about woman and the terrible lives they leave. <laughs> leave, not live, leave. And woman singular. Um, Only the one. Pitiful and is fundamentally about woman's domestic, period, abuse, period. Just makes me cry in so many ways. Crap on a cracker is about it. What? <laughs> How is this about women's domestic issues? Again, I, I need to reread this sentence just because it's the greatest thing ever written. This is for women and about women and the terrible lives they leave. I just, I have so many questions for that person. <laughs> oh. Next one is Kirk M. This movie treats the audience like we aren't sophisticated, spelt S-O-F-I-S-T-O-C-A-T-E-D. Enough wow. to receive a proper ending. He isn't. <laughs> the ending was like the screenwriter just telling me to fuck off. I hope they did tell uh, you that in person. And then we have Mark H., who simply marked this film as not interested. Purpose is meant to be put Wait, on the person he of... he didn't see it? Purpose is meant to be put the person on the edge of their seat with excitement and anticipation, though in my opinions the movie was dull and boring. The movie was made for money, to put it bluntly. A movie is made to make money first, entertainment second in most cases, or to educate an audience, such as a movie, but it's also a documentary. I think that this was a failed attempt at a horror films, is had some elements where it could have been promising, but is just a flop in where a specific scenario could make the movie much more entertaining it managed to make it boring. I think horror films these days are more based on jump scares, but jump scares don't make the movie scary. It's the build-ups and how it's executed. No punctuation in any of that, so it was a little hard to read. Jesus. Also, everything in this movie was set up in tension. Like, the whole- there was- the only jump scare I would say is when he shoots- Right, and also every movie is made to make money. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to make a movie and be like, I hope this makes zero dollars. Right? I hope no one likes it. I hope it's a flop. So now we're going on to Cloverfield Paradox, which these are actually all five-star reviews. Because uh, I, I felt indifferent toward this movie, but I thought the five stars were a little more interesting than the ones, which were mostly picking apart the non-science, which I agree with. Yeah. Um, This is from Dade Percent 20M, because he forgot to take out the characters in uh, the conversion. Um, I love this, I love this, I love this movie, Cloverfield Forever. Okay. All caps. Lots of exclamation points. That's a lot. Uh, Then we have Serum I. I generally like to read reviews more than writing them. I'd like to make a passionate appeal to those planning to watch this. Don't ever, however tempting it may be, save those hour and 42 hours of your life. Thank you. Five stars. What? Do they mean to do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's my favorite five star review. I fucking hate this movie. I don't like watch it. I think they fucked up. I think so too. Uh, then we have Michael I. I don't understand the hate this movie is getting. Is it an amazing film? No, but it's very fun. <laughs> and in a time where science fiction is super serious and bleak, it's refreshing to see a fun addition to the genre. Okay. The film plays like a loving homage to every trapped in a spaceship movie ever made. And if you're familiar with that subgenre, I think you'll enjoy this for what it is. Five stars. 
This is no. This is Jason R. Wow, the tomato re tomato meter reading is so bad. What's up? I thought the film was fantastic. I seem to have nothing in common with professional critics who love crap like The Last Jedi, but then pan this, an actually interesting film. Oh, okay. Uh, next one is Angelo S. The second sentence of this one, man. I'm starting to get very ill feeling in regards to the nation's critics. It started with Ghostbusters. Oh, and God. it got worse with The Last Jedi. And this all but confirms it. He thinks meninists are a thing. As far as I'm concerned, critics are not supposed to be playing together. And though this is supposed to be an opinion about the movie, I can't help but be disappointed by how the national media is behaving recently. Sure, they will love anything that is as different as having to sit through big-budget mess that makes the grade when you couldn't have become a big Hollywood big shot is enough to make anyone root for the little movies. That sentence was word salad. Yeah. <laughs> but this should be right up their alley. It's fresh, it's different, and it came out of nowhere. It's not fresh, it's not different. And it's free when it looks like it costs more than anything on television. It's not free. free. This is someone who's I borrowing... $11 a month for access to that movie. This is someone who is uh, using someone else's Netflix password. Yeah. That's a win as far as I'm concerned, and it's thrilling with some really intense moments that are very unnatural for a movie of this size. And though it wasn't intended as a true sequel, it does service to the other movies nicely, and the cast is very likable. Saying that The Last Jedi is better than this is simply crazy, and speaks to the money being tossed at all those so-called critics who are supposed to stand against the Mighty Studios. This may not be a masterpiece, but is a relentless shocker with incredible game. I say see it. Here's the thing. Last Jedi definitely has its problems. How are you even comparing these movies? They're... 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 No... The Last Jedi looks like the greatest movie ever made in comparison to this movie. Sam L. No idea why it has such low ratings. It's not the best movie ever made in history, but this was through and through entertaining. Netflix No movie... idea why it has bad ratings. <laughs> it's not the best movie ever. But it's five stars. Netflix movies are deliberately being crushed because big-time movie makers are afraid that they will destroy the market for the big screens. Um, this was not made for Netflix. It was acquired right. by Netflix. Bright, for example, was also very entertaining. And they say it's the worst ever? This is just plain obvious rigging of ratings. I see you, Max Landis. This is better than Bright. I'm start <laughs> I'm making a hierarchy. I so far, it's Last Jedi. Like, way, way at the top. Mm -hmm. And then, like, this movie's, like, bottom third. And Bright's on the floor. Is Bright in the basement? No, I feel like there's probably something else that belongs yeah. in the basement. I would have... It'll be the Hitler... Uh, It'll be Overlord. I would have given this movie four stars, but I'm going to give it five just to pull the rating higher. Awesome. And that's it for Wider Wank. Fun times. All right. Well, I feel like I need to go take a nap after reliving Paradox. Yeah. I'm still real angry about Overlord. <laughs> So glad I looked that up. <laughs> uh, best payoff. We're not doing that movie on the podcast. I have no idea when it's supposed to come out. So tomorrow, who knows? It'll exactly. drop like a it's fucking a Beyonce <laughs> album. Okay, so my theory on this is like, okay, so the first one had a normal production, like in uh, promotion schedule, and then the second one was like super secret, but. 
got announced a month before. And then this one was sort of secret and announced the day of, right? So the next one... Is the dream I had last night. Okay. <laughs> it's, well, like that, it's like, that's the Cloverfield movie. You already saw it. Right. It's going to be like every single thing about this movie is leaked before it comes out, but you don't find it came out for like a month. Right? <laughs> it's got to be. It's just going to keep going in that progression. That's the swing. So we're in the United States of fandom. <laughs> follow me on Twitter at all of the Timbits. And I'm at Midnight Bex. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at USF Fandom. We're also on Tumblr at unitedstatesoffandom.tumblr.com. And one day Kelly will make that Instagram. One day. It is not this day. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, you can also send us an email, or our DMs are open on Twitter to anybody. Our email is unitedstatesoffandom at gmail.com. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. That would be awesome, because that's apparently the only platform where ratings count. And it sucks, I know. But uh, it would be nice if maybe somebody listened to us one day. Eventually. Not J.J. Abrams, fuck you. Or no, maybe. You listen. I'm very mad. J.J. Abrams, you're welcome to listen to us so I can yell at you about Star Trek. <laughs> I have some feelings. We, we have lots of feelings about Star Trek. Um, but tune in next week when we will eventually decide a topic. <laughs> we don't know what that is yet. So it'll hopefully be less rage-inducing. God, I'm mad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't believe you actually almost walked out. I'm like, I'm done. I'm ready to go home. I'm... If she had had to open a door, it would have slammed. <laughs> so, uh, bye guys. <laughs> have a great one. I don't know how to end this. I'm pissed. <laughs>